I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm so happy to have Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson here to tell us the latest about the scams going on in the Santa Barbara area. Welcome, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Nice to be here as always. Well, Patty, I've talked about this particular scam before, but I think I'd better talk about it again today because I've had a recent phone call from a very concerned daughter whose father is spending lots and lots of money on sweepstakes and lottery. And in spite of the fact that workers from APS have gone out to talk to him, Adult Protective Services have gone out to talk to him, family members have implored him to stop sending money, he is absolutely certain that he has won the sweepstakes and he is quickly draining the family bank account. So it's very concerning. And according to the Better Business Bureau, 80% of money lost in sweepstakes and lottery is from consumers over the age of 65. And since we know that half of all adults in the United States play the sweepstakes and lottery, this is a lot of money, most of it coming from our seniors. Boy, that's for sure, Vicki. And you've told us before that a lot of these lotteries are scams. So this is a lot of money going from innocent people and great families into the hands of scammers. Yes, it's one of the biggest money makers for these scammers. I saw this article last summer from the Department of Justice, and it talked about a Nigerian citizen named Harry Cole, who was living in Canada, and he was arrested for the sweepstakes scam. Since his victims were American citizens, he was extradited to the United States and is facing federal charges. And the article went on to explain how this scam works. So I thought it would be a good idea to share this particular story. Right. So it sounds like we have good news and bad news all together today. That's right. He was caught. That is the good news. And we know that a lot of lottery and sweepstakes scams originate in Jamaica, but apparently they also come out of Canada. And this story describes a multi-level marketing operation with lots of different players. I thought it would be interesting for our listeners to learn exactly how this scam was organized. It started with the defendant, Harry Cole, living in Canada, purchasing lists of the names and addresses of elderly United States citizens. So, Vicki, are you saying that seniors were in particular targeted? Absolutely. Once Cole got these lists, he worked with other crooks to put together these large packages, which were then sent to a team of fraudsters working here in the United States. Now, these packages contained thousands of mailers notifying potential victims that they had won the sweepstakes. These mailers were sent out to United States citizens, and each mailer included a fraudulent check issued in the name of the victim, usually in the amount of $8,000, along with a pre-addressed envelope. What a sophisticated operation. Someone had to prepare the letters and the checks using the names of thousands of American citizens. That's right, kind of overwhelming when you really stop to think about it, but apparently worth the effort. The victims were instructed to immediately deposit the check into their bank, 
then take out anywhere between $5,000 and $7,000 in cash or money orders and send the money in the envelope to someone called the sweepstakes representative. Well, what reason was given for sending the money? So fraudsters use all kinds of ways to get people to send money to, quote, win their prize. It's usually for something like paying taxes. Sometimes it's to pay security or shipping costs. There's always some kind of requirement which the victim has to meet in order to receive their prize. You told us this before. If you have to pay money to collect your winnings, it's usually a scam. That's right. In this case, the check that the victim received was fraudulent. But by the time the bank informed the victim that the check was no good, the victim had already sent their check to the crooks. But the operation didn't stop there. Once the victim sent their money to the crooks, the money had to be distributed into many different banking accounts to avoid detection by law enforcement. And the crooks actually used the names of some of their victims to open these fake accounts. So from these local bank accounts, the money was then sent overseas in smaller batches with the local fraudsters, of course, keeping some of the proceeds for their efforts. So the last step was a money laundering operation. This really was very sophisticated and a multi-layered scheme. How long did the operation last? And do they have any idea how much money was generated? Yes, they believe the operation lasted for about four years with an estimated loss to the victims of $900,000. It's interesting, the team that finally uncovered this scheme and extradited Cole back to the United States consisted of the IRS, Department of Justice, Homeland Security, and the Postal Service, and of course, Canadian law enforcement. And he was not the only one arrested. Some of his cohorts were arrested with him. It's interesting that the U.S. Postal Service was involved. Is that because the crooks used the mail, the U.S. mail, to send out the letters? Yes, that's exactly right. And here's a quote from one of the Postal Service inspectors. The U.S. Postal Inspection Service is charged with defending the nation's mail system from illegal use, no matter where those crimes originate. This scheme targeted one of our country's most vulnerable populations, the elderly. Postal inspectors will continue to work tirelessly with our local state and federal law enforcement to investigate these crimes and bring the perpetrators to justice. That's really good to know. What's the best way to avoid getting caught up in this kind of a scam? Well, Patty, if you get one of these big envelopes advertising a million dollar prize or some such thing, just throw it away. It's a scam. Or if you do open it and it contains a check and asks you to pay something to claim your winnings, same advice, throw it away. It's a scam. And remember, many of these scams are run by gangs in Nigeria and Jamaica. So if you send the money, you are sending money to some very dangerous gangs. Just don't do it. And also, Patty, keep in mind that Publishers Clearinghouse, one of the few legitimate sweepstakes, won't call ahead if you win. They just show up at your door with that great big check to surprise you. I've been waiting for them, Vicki. Where have they been? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Thank you so much, Vicki. I know this particular scam had some good news in it as well as the bad. Do you have any other good news to share? Well, actually, I do, Patty, and this is some recent news coming right out of our Santa Barbara DA's office. 
I have talked before about the EDD scams where people claim somebody's identity and get their unemployment insurance checks. Well, we just arrested three suspects who were involved in this scam. And apparently they accessed computer networks belonging to businesses across the county. They stole the identities of over 9,000 people. They admitted that they filed fraudulent unemployment claims for over 300 different people. And this resulted in $2 million coming to them and coming out of our taxpayer dollars. So we were very happy that we caught up with these folks and that they are not going to be defrauding our citizens anymore. Congratulations. That's really great that you were able to do that. Would you share the fraud hotline number in case anyone is listening or watching and has something they'd like to talk to you about or report a scam? Absolutely. Area code 805-568-2442. So again, 805-568-2442. Thank you so much, Vicki, for another great episode of Scam Squad. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Patty. Bye-bye.